All right, uh, Coach Chad, good to be here with you. I'm excited. Um, you know, we've been talking for a while about getting this thing started, and we've we've definitely got some good ideas together and gave some gave some practice runs. Um, so, I met you um, through your son. I te- so technically I had him on for a podcast. We did a podcast on um, martial arts and bullying for kids about how to prevent bullying, and uh, and he said he told me that that you listened to it and you really liked it. Um, and then I was surprised to learn that you got into martial arts because of, uh, because of bullying. Is that correct? That is. How you doing, Kyle? Doing great. That's correct. I did. Um, bullying is still a big problem, uh, today, but obviously it, it was when, when I was a little kid as well. So yeah. How, how old were you when you were, when you got involved in martial arts? I got started around the age seven, eight. Um, years old, uh, I, I was getting bullied at school, um, and, you know, outside off the playground, that kind of thing as a little kid. And my mom, uh, put me in it. So that's, that's how I got started. My mother put me in it and trying to deal with the the bullying. What age was that? Eight years old. Around eight years old. And you did it and you did karate, right? I did karate. I did it at the, uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, I did it at the Raleigh Community Center. So just as a starting out as a part time kind of thing to to help me, and and boy did I not know at that time that I was going to be uh, passionate about it to where I am today and what all it did for me. How, did it did it hit you like a like a million miles an hour? By how much you loved it, or did it come in gradually? Yeah, hey, I, I liked I liked every part of it. Uh, I, you know, I was already in competitive in other sports, but I, I watched, uh, Billy Jack. I watched Chuck Norris, mm-hmm. Bruce Lee, all of them, oh, yeah. uh, dressed up like a ninja yeah. <laughs> for Halloween. Um, but, um, you know, and then I liked to, to test for the belts. And then I obviously, um, I loved karate for what it did for me to, uh, you know, to stand up to the bully, but I also got in to the competition part of it and going to karate tournaments and and I liked the competition part of it early on as well. Uh, when I was young, um, when I was about ten years old, I did taekwondo. My my dad mm-hmm. and I went to uh, we did we trained taekwondo together for about two years. I got up to a brown belt with a black stripe, and so it was like I was pretty far in it for a Absolutely. kid, and I yeah. loved it. Uh, and I did. I also I enjoyed doing the competitions. I enjoyed doing demos. I was on the de- the, the demo team and doing. You know, I was able to learn weapons, all that stuff. Um, and then it, for me, it kind of faded out. I mean, you got back into it, but I I never seemed to have gotten back into that um so um but you you did that all the way and you just tested for fifth degree black belt in karate that's correct yeah what so what was the process for that um a couple of months ago i uh had the opportunity to test for fifth degree with my lineage and the fifth degree black belt uh, when in, in karate is was is considered uh, the master level, so I haven't tested in a while, um, a few years. Um, but my instructor uh, retired, so he's been out of it, and then my focus kind of switched a little bit more into an uh, a, in the art martial arts of jujitsu in the last twenty something years, until recently. Um, is still focused on jujitsu, but recently with my rank, the the way I originally 
started because I may not have even gotten into jujitsu or anything else or become a business owner uh, like I am and so passionate about it if I hadn't got started with karate. Yeah, so like the f- so I was reading up on it. Levels one through four is what, what are those? Those are like professor levels as a black belt, or are they what, what are those? Well, you talking about karate? Mm-hmm, karate. Yeah, well, the professor professor level is is, is in the jujitsu okay uh, ranking uh, standard of terminology. I'm getting them confused. Yeah, one yeah, through four, okay. and then you once you have fifth degree, it's considered a master level. That's what it's supposed to consider. You're considered at that level, and then you go cool. on up to. Uh, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and then you know when you get up to eighth, ninth, I guess uh, grandmaster, cool, uh, some something pretty close to you know to be called the GM grandmaster, but mm-hmm. master level, I think, uh, is something I've been doing since my whole life. I'm 50 years old now, so I'm very honored to 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 get that because I'm very been very passionate and martial arts save is saved my life and. And that kind of thing, and, and so many lives that I've touched you know, along the way through the journey of every step of the way. So that's awesome. Well, congrats. I, yeah. I, it, it, it just throws me off a little bit just because I've always known you as a jujitsu guy. So yeah, when did so? So you start out in, in karate. You're still doing karate, but when did you get into jujitsu? Yeah. Well, let's back up there for a second. Um, it's coming. It's coming in a minute. But I, uh, so I did karate uh, as a kid. And then I did it for a while to about like a green blue belt, and I had I stopped. I got I don't know why, but I was competitive in football, baseball, and basketball, and I still had a heart for it, and got out of it for a few years. And then um, one day I was at school. Well, hold on a second. On my 16th birthday, <clears throat> I broke my neck in a car wreck. Whoa! Yeah. On your 16th birthday. On my 16th birthday. And I was going with some friends to a concert and came back, and the, it, the roads were slick after a, a mild rain. And not too far from our house, uh, slid off the road and hit a tree uh, a couple miles from the house. And um, nobody got hurt, a few of us guys. And it was, uh, I guess, in, in turn for, uh, for me, for God's way of saying, hey, I'm going to uh, – Spare your life because I, I I didn't die. A lot of people break their neck, die, mm-hmm. broke in three places, and also I wasn't paralyzed. Mm-hmm. So that was a big, big, uh, a big shock, a big scare for all of us. And I got up and I walked several different times before I even went to the hospital. And um, my head was busted open. Went to the hospital and I and I had to put a halo on me and I had to put these. These they call them pins, but they look like bolts as big as our pinkies. Two in my front part of my head, and two in the back, and it's called a halo. And, wow. and I had to wear that for several months, and I had to be homeschooled, starting on my sixteenth birthday. What a way to start your sixteenth sixteenth birthday, man! I was looking forward to driving. Exactly, man, I couldn't even drive. Man. So yeah, that's a deep. I mean, yeah. that's a. But I taught you a lot. And that, did that kind of did that kind of orient you and kind of get your. Uh, you know your relationship with God, like solidified. God, God had a plan for me, even though I wasn't sa- really saved at that time. Uh, I had God fearing grandparents, and my mother uh, had great mom and great parents or grandparents. So they were there for me all the way, and I had a couple of really good friends that come over and see me as I was locked up in the house. I would say homeschooled, and and I started learning how to play guitar then. So I, I did that a lot, mm. and so that carried on to be able to. 
six months or so. And then I got back into going to regular school at my high school. And that's when I started back my journey on my martial arts career. I was walking down the hallway and a girl came up and said, Hey, Chad, um, I'm supposed to give you this because your old karate instructor, Steve Stanford, is looking for you. He just opened up the, his karate school called Memphis Karate Institute. And you used to take, I used to take from him at the Raleigh Community Center several years back. And so I got the car. He's looking for you. And I was like, wow, okay, that must be my son. <laughs> yeah. So I, I called him. So I got the car and I called him up. And, man, I started like a like in that same week and went over and visited him. And that's how my, my training started back. And I've been doing it ever since. Really? Uh, Did you – um... Till my age now, I'm fifty. So till now, so you've been training ever since, and wow, yeah. that's a lot. That's a, and, and so then I, I got back into it slowly. I, I like to spar, uh-huh. and I started sparring, and then I started competing again. And uh, and this is pre MMA or jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I love to uh, go to the karate tournaments, and I like to watch the. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to do kickboxing, but it was you know how do you get into that? Well, you got to become a uh, karate, you know, you know, somewhat karate guy, at least the way. But I, I, what I didn't know was that the school that I was under uh, had world um, recognition for karate and kickboxing, which uh, at the, you know, Steve was a black belt under Bill Wallace, who uh, owned uh, Superfoot sh- Wallace, right? That's correct. Bill Superfoot Wallace, who owned the karate school, Tennessee Karate Institute, with Patrick Wren, Elvis Presley, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh and my all gosh. this. And, um, man, it was... Oh, uh, my gosh. I've heard of Patrick Wren. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard of Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, my family has a... We love Red Elvis. West, too. He was really? part of it. He, li- he lived here all his life. But... Uh, TKI, so, yeah, Tennessee TKI, Karate Tennessee Cry Institute, and that's where my lineage comes from. And then Steve had, uh, you know, was got started over there because his boxing gym closed down, and he got started over there because uh, his boxing gym closed down, and and he heard that they, you know, that they 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 went, they wasn't they like to you know they like to spar, they like to. They like to do more contact rather than point because Bill Wallace was in there. Bill Superfoot Wallace. So, wow. And Elvis owned, started the karate school and Patrick Wren and, um, as to as a give back and to world champions back in the early 70s to help world champions go and, and be, uh, you know, American kickboxing stars. Joe Lewis and uh, yeah. Eddie the Jet and then um, – you know, even Chuck Norris was coming through here. So. Really, Chuck? Yeah. Wow. So, geez. Okay, so you start, you were doing karate, and then it transitions, and then at some point you, you get into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, early on, I, uh, as an adult, I, I started to actually do Aikido, Aikido jiu-jitsu. And this is leading up to uh, uh, early MMA that around here in the United States. Uh, and I got involved in that, and people saw the Steven Seagal stuff on, on the movies. And so we did a, a, a form of jiu-jitsu. It was Aikido jiu-jitsu, and I got a little bit involved in that. And I and I had my hands in judo and that kind of thing as well. And What's Aikido jiu-jitsu? And went and trained with Jeff Mullen, and and he was out of the Tennessee Karate Institute with, with, with Bill, Bill Sufort Wallace and 
Patrick Wren and and Steve, and he uh, started having people uh, come in. I was going over there because they were all we we're all good friends, right? And I was just a young man. So Aikido Jiu-Jitsu is a form of Aikido. So it's a little circle, not big, winding type of dance moves. Uh, not really dance, but just a big, fluent, mm-hmm. little like short circle. Pattern type moves. Yeah, and, and so that was my exposure. And, and, and then I uh, was was saw heard about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the time as a young adult, maybe 20-something years old. And then I got uh, – I, my first wife and I was, was married – we started a family early around that time as well, and we had three boys, twins, and then uh, Austin and Cody, and then two years, three days later, had Ty. So it was three boys, and I was in college and teaching martial arts part-time and was still training, was competing in karate tournaments, and, and eventually I ended up getting my black belt when I was uh, around 18, 19 years old. And and then, and then I was having a family uh, shortly after that, my early 20s, and then that's around my time that I was having a family when I saw this, uh, uh, you know, MMA stuff and just saw this UFC. Yeah, uh, so the, the, yeah, the, that's yeah. the big thing, UFC 1 or something around yeah. there, right? You I saw was, that? I was, I was probably about your age when it first came out, you yeah. know, uh, 27 years ago. You're about, what, 26 years old? Uh-huh. Yeah, and, uh, and I saw this skinny little Brazilian guy named Hoist Gracie in a cage. Uh-huh. And Bill Wallace, Superfoot Wallace, was one of the judges at the time. And it started in November uh, of 1992 or 93. Yeah. Everything goes first in, in Colorado. That's where it was. And and they were uh, – it was basically who's who's got the best style. So it didn't – it was no weight divisions and no rules. And it, it was basically back then a style against the style. So and I saw that that was fight the tournament style. Yeah. They had to fight again. They win, you win. You can you 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 rest for a minute, and you got to come back and fight again. Uh-huh. Kyle, you if you were in it, and you you know unless you just threw the towel and didn't want to come back out, then you'd rest for a little bit, and then you have to maybe thirty minutes later come back wow. and fight again. Full full contact. No, no really, no pads. wasn't full yeah. con- contact karate or kickboxing. It was everything and and grappling. So we saw that, and I was like, wow, you got hooked. Yeah. Well, so, so what, the story there was that um, was that Hoist Gracie, you know, with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which nobody had seen, That's was correct. taking down everybody. Right? He was just just yeah. taken down. Yeah. Upside then, down on, on his back and 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 tapping guys, and I was trying to figure out what he was doing. I knew uh, wrestling. Yeah. I did a little judo uh-huh. and aikido, and I seen wrestling. But they, you know, if you if you land on your back, it's over. Yeah. And judo and then wrestling, but the dude's on his back. And he's tapping people left and right, and I was like, what is going on? So I, my mind started wanting more of it to investigate it. And then uh, Sensei Jeff Mullen has the very first Gracie come to Tennessee that I know, that I don't know if anybody else came here before that. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And he he has Henzo Gracie come in to do a seminar. And Jeff Mullen is 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 a big name in this area for himself. And Jeff Mullen is a big UFC all these years judge for really? many years. Yeah, and um, but back then, um, you know, b- before he became a judge, we were still trying to figure out this Brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff. And he has Enzo Gracie come in and wow. do a seminar, and that was my first introductory to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then Rodrigo Gracie came in with Enzo. Yeah, you've told yeah, you've yeah. told me stories of like um 
like going to a conference and then seeing a, you know a Gracie just hanging out with with your family yeah just just playing with the kids and you're like I'm literally going to your seminar in a second hi yeah <laughs> that's amazing I tell my wife now I'm happily married presently with Kara and I tell my wife like you know we our past stories of things and and when she's how did you get started and everything and there's some people that may not know this story man they may may know now she's like how did you meet hoist and all this and like and i tell her she's like wow and she you know and my wife now sees my kids that are your age you know they're grown and and how did you guys get started so here here's how we did it Mm -hmm. so how did you how did you hook up with hoist gracie that's what she wants to ask that's probably what you're wanting to ask yeah and uh, I'm I'm currently right now I'm a professor in jujitsu, so and it took me many years. So I'm second degree in jujitsu professor status is what it, what it's what it's called in jujitsu. And uh, so when I was um, going back years ago, uh, I first introductory to it was Henzo Gracie. So I wanted more, right? And so we started training on our own with tapes and some people started coming to my school that were hungry that never did too much uh karate or had a background but they they saw the usc and they wanted to they want to start doing grappling and it had to be people who had a wrestling background or people that still may have some striking but they wanted they saw hoist they saw him fight and um so i was like man i want to train with the guy how can i how can i train with him I was looking through Black Belt Magazine, and he was going to be not too far from Tennessee. He's coming to Missouri, Springfield, Missouri. And I wanted to go. So I asked my my current wife at the time, years ago, Beth, if we could take a little trip with the kids. And she goes, yeah. And Springfield, Missouri wasn't too far from Branson, Missouri, as I went as a kid with my grandparents. So we're going to take the kids to Branson, and I'm going to we're going to have a, a blast. But I want to stop over here and do this seminar. So it's just not all about me. Mm-hmm. So we're staying at the Embassy Suites, and we get up that morning, and we we plan we book the whole trip, and we and we stay at the Embassy Suites, and we get up that morning to do the seminar, okay, and uh, sit down. We're eating breakfast, and. Sit, I look right over by the table that they set us down by, and we're actually at the seminar now and in Branson, Missouri, and Hoist and his wife and some guys are sitting at a table. I'm like, man, there's right, we're right next to him. You know, I'm like, wow, you know, and he's already the UFC champion. This is probably UFC five that we're on, you know, something like that, and he's starting to do seminars, and I'm just like, wow, this is it's really cool, and I hope my kids are – Austin and Cody are about like three year, three or four years old, and Ty's just a little baby, and they're all sitting there, and hope they're, you know, they're going to be behaved well. They're behaved pretty good, but they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, about 20, 30 minutes later, I notice uh, them walking up to our table, out, unannounced, out of the blue. Hoist Gracie walks up to our table and says hello to my family. And, man, you got a beautiful family, and the kids are well behaved, and I'm just sitting there. Wow, this is so yeah. cool. Fanboying. Yeah, the women start talking and where are you guys from and how you get, we're here and well, we're taking a family trip to Branson. We're stopping in. Uh, Chad wants to train with you, you know, and I'm, like, I'm here to train with you today. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And see, so the next thing, 
Next thing happened, we're in the seminar an hour or so later, and then the women are uh, hanging out. They're at the Gracie T-shirt booth, and she's helping her sell the T-shirts with my kids all around the T-shirt booth. Every time we take a break in the seminar, and then Hoist comes over and is playing with my kids. He's throwing them around on on the ground on his back. You know how you, you take the little child and throw your foot up and yeah, wiggle yeah, your yeah. feet and tickle their stomach? He's doing that with my kids, and I'm like, man, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is, but – Wow, this is pretty. This yeah. is pretty cool, you know. So wow. I better pay attention, and that's how we. That's how we started, and so I got to talking. The relationship started. The friendship started then, and and then I was like, how can I, how can I have you? You know, I've been studying a little bit with tapes, and come to kind of come to Torrance. Hoist would say, train with the academy, call Hori and book a seminar, and I'm like, all right, and and then that's what we did. And we booked the first seminar, and I was at Wimbledon Sportsplex, and we had a. Several oh. good years there. Wimbledon's like well works now. And we hoisted at the Holiday Inn and we had big, big seminars. So that's, that's how cool. it all began twenty five years ago. Wow. And and so you and y'all stayed used to close ever since, right? Yeah. Ever since. Wow. Been all over the country. Been to Japan. He fought Yoshida. Master Elio was still alive. His I I stayed in the room right across from him in Japan. I've been to Europe. Um uh, I've been in a, Vegas, uh, was in a demo uh, one time with with uh, Hoist Gracie. Uh, it was his year at the Martial Arts Expo that, that one year to uh, – they salute to uh, one um, big uh, name in the world of martial arts, the legends, and they are still – you know, they're still alive. And like they just did Chuck Norris just – couple years ago oh really but this was 15 years ago now and it was hoist's year and and i got and he asked me hey can you get up early one morning and come down here and do this thing what are we gonna do i'm gonna do this seminar and i'm like okay i mean not a seminar excuse me a demo i get down there and we're doing a demo i was like 5 30 in the morning it's like the grand ceremonial opening to the big uh uh martial arts expo everything all these expos happen in vegas and and so it was in a in a uh Big auditorium with uh, two or three, you know, a couple thousand business owners, black belts, and Bill. What Bill Superfoot Wallace walked by, and he's like, "Hey, I'm after you, Hoist. Can can I, you know, can I use Chad?" So I guess it was my lucky day, my lucky weekend, and I was able to do a seminar with Hoist. Uh, excuse me, not a seminar. I don't know why I keep saying that, but a, a demo, demo. Yeah. with Hoist, and then right afterwards, I stayed on the stage and with Bill Superfoot Wallace, and I was like, "Man, that's." This That's is cool. this is awesome, yeah. and Hoist said, "Hey, you're going to do the moves on me." And I said, "Do what?" They're in this. They're in the uh, demo on the stage, and I was like, "Reverse psychology, I guess." So we did this like uh, played out fight scene, and a couple punches, kicks, and takedown, and a couple of my buddies were like, "Way to go, chill cut!" You know, <laughs> I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, hey, I, it was such an awesome time in my career. That's very cool. And, what, what age was that at? Man, that that was. Mm, late 20s late 20s yeah you know and i'd fought i was one of the first guys to do mma around this area because i got exposed to jujitsu early on in my early 20s and i was still competing i was still really heavily involved and i wanted to fight how were those and fights back then i got a chance to fight in the bahamas uh jeff mullen hooked that up thank you jeff and uh um Jonathan Border and I went out there and we fought and uh, and that was awesome. I fought on some of Jeff's shows on down at the Daisy and and first first early stages of MMA at least around here and um 
and that's how we uh, that's how we did it. And I still was doing a little point fighting and karate tournaments. Mm-hmm. I had and then I had the karate battle uh, when Steve retired. Uh, I took over. Uh, he let me take over the Battle of Memphis uh, karate tournament, and I added grappling too, karate and grappling championships okay. and i ran that for a while so at that w- w- when mma was first coming up and like the ultimate fighting championship and all that was it still divided by all the um by all the different disciplines like w- w- were there karate tournaments and then people didn't really understand what a what an mma fight was per se y- yes and and no the the ones that uh started opening their mind even say just karate guys some karate guys or kung fu guys or judo guys i want to learn that art and i got into mma some got into it earlier just that i need to at least cross train um or i want to cross train mm-hmm. i want to fill in the gaps from a to z and then there were still some guys that were like man ain't nobody gonna take me down i'm black belt champion in this division and uh, you know, I got a punch and kick and, and not being, I'm not saying they're totally arrogant, but I kind of heard that. And I was like, well, what if mm-hmm. you get on your ground unless you can, you've been wrestling all your life or something like that. I would say or jujitsu, you could be on your back, you know, and that was the early stages. And so I wanted to put it to the test mm-hmm. and I was I for not only, uh, you know, for the business that I own, but for my own self, mm-hmm. if something happened. And I wanted to, I wanted to experience it uh, to a level. And I was, uh, you know, at the time a blue belt, and I wanted to see if this was going to really work under pressure. The only way I I could do it for myself was to put myself out there, mm. just like I saw uh, the UFC in the early stages and Hoist being a smaller guy and winning. And now I'm I'm have a relationship with him, and I'm getting ranking. And I was still young and eager to compete. So hey. Let's let's do it. I know I'm going to get older someday, so yeah. you know I don't have a lot of injuries at that time. So I wanted to do it. and I wanted it for myself and to carry the business forward because I was hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So we're currently at your gym. When we do, you know when we uh, discussed the podcast, we we agreed we didn't want this to be like an exclusive to to your gym or you know to to anything particular. We wanted to create something that was regional that was attractive to a lot of people to be able to come and be able to and be able to be part of something big. Um, but when did when did when did you start thinking I'm going to create my own you know I'm going to have my own gym. I'm gonna you know we're gonna have. So we're gonna have training here. We're gonna have good people as you know teaching and and having you know all these seminars and stuff like that. Man, you know what? God had a plan uh, for me early on when I uh, thank the Lord, thank you Jesus. Uh, when I had that wreck when I was sixteen years old, and and He's got a plan for everybody's life. Um, and I think I thank Lord it. I thank the Lord every day, and that's the main thing. We're only here for a minute. So if you find something that you're passionate about and you can find it and then whatever that may be, okay, and find it and then you can help people and then and and you can prosper and God's got to be in it and keep on keeping on, guess what? Awesome things are going to happen, all right? And if you treat people good, and nobody's perfect, and you – don't give up. Don't quit. That's the perseverance. That's one of my big things. Keep on keeping on. And keep trying and develop relationships with people. With integrity, things are going to happen. And I bought the – one of my dreams was I bought I bought the school from my current instructor, Steve, and he had hurt his back. And he, it, I didn't come to him. 
he he wanted to sell, and he said, you probably might, you know, you're the first one I want to come to. You might want to buy this. And I was like, wow, yeah. And I, it was at an early on age. I didn't understand business too well, but I was in it. Hey, I'm going to do it. And went through the goods and the bads of understanding business over all the years. And different, a couple of different places had several locations, but I wanted to do it. And I wanted to help people reach their goals and develop themselves, whether it be a kid, which were really a self-development school mm-hmm. to help kids with discipline and character traits like confidence, self-esteem, kids that are going to uh, maybe get involved in things that might uh, develop areas that they may get in trouble with crime lead them in the right direction, uh, good grades, make smart decisions, and uh, do their chores, that kind of thing. Yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, like what the martial arts is about. And then adults, to see the adults get involved in it. I saw this early on, even when I took over the business, and, and to help adults reach fitness goals and self-defense. That's what they That's what they come, come here for. Mm-hmm. And we got... We get awesome reviews, but they see that you're passionate about it, and then see adults in tears of joy from reaching their goals. They got to show up. Mm-hmm. I have a saying: just show up, train smart, try not to get injured. You know, as much you know, you can get injured doing anything, but you got to train smart. And and then we're like a family. So when you put all that together, and God's in it, man, can't nothing stop it. And can't nothing stop it. And if you pray up. And if you want this location and you're doing things right and you keep on keeping on, it's going to it's gonna prosper. The guy's got to be in it, and you're passionate about it. I noticed. Um, and and that's, that comes on with the attitude MMA fights, too. So that yeah. was a very difficult thing to get that thing up the way it is now. So, you know? yeah, where did that idea come from? I did some fights. Uh, I wanted to. We're talking some, about attitude MMA, correct? Yeah, I. Now I'm not talking about me actually fighting. I did do that early on, and I've done them, and I and I really liked it. I was passionate about that. I wanted to put it to the test, but then at the same point, I was a promoter in sport karate and grappling the Battle of Memphis. Now I wanted to put fights on. So early on, here I'm going back a little bit, which we're staying on track, everything. But when uh, Jeff Mullen was putting some shows on at the Daisy, and then I wanted to put some shows on and. Um, as well for for MMA and we back then I just kind of called it Fight Night. Chad Chilcut Chilcut's Fight Night and we kind of put it together and we did it at some like country clubs because they were such big places to have a, something like that and, and and keep the cost down. And there was guys eager to fight to, to test it. So the ones around here, the shows that were going on. Uh, were, was mine, Jeff Mullins, and then Max Bishop in Arkansas. And so there were there were hungry fighters. And uh, even Rampage Jackson fought on one of my shows. Really? And he trained out of Jeff Mullins' school and then would sometimes come over to my school. Hmm. Yeah, before Rampage was really Rampage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another big name. So. Yeah, that I remember him from when when I discovered UFC because I was, I was a big WWE fan, so... I didn't get into the UFC until yeah. until later in life, but you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you, so the Attitude MMA, you were yep. throwing these little fight nights, but then yep. it, it grew and it grew. Where did the name Attitude come from? How the the name of Attitude MMA fights came, what it what it how it developed, and then how it came to where it is now for this fight promotion we got. Well, 
Hoist Gracie had a shirt, a gear called Attitude like Cube. And he was selling some shirts. He was kind of promoting it. And it's like, what do you hoist? We've become very, very good friends over the years now as my, as my instructor and traveling with him a lot all over the country. And, and sometimes I would help just help him be assistant with him teaching and sell shirts. And they were not only Gracie Jiu-Jitsu shirts or Hoist Gracie Jiu-Jitsu shirts. Then I saw this line of attitude, and I said, Hoist, you know, attitude. You got a bad attitude? He's like, Chad, come on. It's attitude, man, is how you perceive things. And I go, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like when you step in that cage and you're looking across that guy that's a lot bigger than me, and, you know, you got to – it takes courage – and courage doesn't mean you're still not scared as hell, but yeah. courage just means you're not going to let it keep you from doing it. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a certain amount of attitude to step in there, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 how you perceive things and everything in life, and that stuck with me. And and then when he did this fight in Japan against Yoshida, Grandmaster Elio was still alive. We all got some attitude shirts. They gave me a collar shirt. It was white with navy blue. And we wore them. And we wore the shirts to, it was a place in Japan. It was a big stadium. It was on Pride. I got to go to a a Pride, and it was awesome. And then eventually, it seemed like a couple years later, I know it's long-winded here, but I'm just telling you all the facts. They just kind of stopped making them. I don't know what happened. And one day, uh, uh, a couple years later, I was like, Hoist, whatever happened? Are you going to do anything with those shirts? And, and you know, I was thinking about coming out with a really been – Thinking about attitude and attitudes, everything in life, and he goes, "Chad, go ahead. You, if you want to use that slogan, I'm going to make some T-shirts. I really like. Can I carry that? Go ahead, do it." So then I did everything legally right with the name around here as much as I can for Attitude MMA, and I started doing shirts. That went on for a couple of years, and I was selling shirts, and then I was like, "And I really want to get back into fight the fight promotions." I'm just not going to call it fight night or Friday night fights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Already got this, this shirt people have been hearing about. They like it. I'm going to call it Attitude MMA Fights. And I looked into some investors that want to do some, maybe invest in it, and they want this, this, and that. And I had a plan and a business plan and everything, and, and I slowly I did it without uh, needing any investors, baby-stepping it. Prayed about it, how I want to do it, and then eased into it and – then it, we did the first show, Lakeland, Tennessee, the factory outlet mall, right off the I-40, put everything together, and it was amateur shows only. And I was the owner, uh, matchmaker, the uh, stage crew. I had some help. Concessions. Don't ask me how I did. I don't know, man. It was. But, I, yeah, I, I wore so many hats. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wear a lot of hats around here during the school. You know, we have at our school too. We got a lot of different t- things going on at our school. But that uh, it, it was a lot to just to get that thing up and going. I had an attorney to get to legalize everything. And you know, I knew it wasn't going to be perfect. I knew I was gonna, I was gonna fall down, and I was gonna get back up. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna, I was gonna keep going. So I would fall down, and then, and I would get back up. And I made this small mistake, and I get back up. And I got to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do the next show, and I'm gonna grow it. And it's just like anything; you know, just keep on keeping on. Don't quit. Mm-hmm. But I'm also gonna use how Lord, what do you want me to do with this production? Use it, and also, how do you want me to do it? 
and I was passionate about it. And uh, and we opened up, we pray, and we do the national anthem, and then we had guys get the fighter doors and different on different teams getting prayed from pastors on each side before they go and get in the cage. So that's how it started, and then that's we just awesome. kept on making one show after the next and trying to get local fighters, and then it went to now national fighters, and eventually it become a, a pro show, pro am, and we didn't jump into it too far, uh, but and it became a pro show, pro am show, and then I took a break after a couple years of it going, and I had another opportunity come my way, which I had to kind of bow out of the. The attitude fights as the promoter after I built my team up, mm-hmm. which was awesome. We built the show up, so I had a I had a great opportunity for something else. And then it eventually, I mean, it eventually went to um, FedEx Forum, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, yeah, you you said I, I think I heard you say it before. It was like you saw your name, like like Attitude MMA, next yeah. to like the forums, yeah, normal stuff like yeah. like Timberlake and. You yeah, know, people right, right before two, the year, a year and a half, bef- two years right before we went up to the FedEx Forum, what you're talking about, I had to kind of bow out myself as the co-owner was what I was kind of leading up to because I got the position of of, uh, of the Tennessee oh, Athletic I, Commissioner. So okay, I, yeah, I was wondering if those were related. And then I had I had to depart from it. So I after after I built the production up with some of my uh, team members that we built that had little manager positions um and then they had to come to get come together and decide if they wanted to carry on the production and it took like a year off so we didn't do nothing for a year you know but right i'm leading up to the fedex forum but we um i became the tennessee athletic commissioner which you can't be uh uh an owner of a show then you don't you know right you're running the shows and i had some great experiences with that and but basically you know like the legal team to bring uh bring in boxing and MMA to the state. So I had the I got I had the opportunity there's three of us as commissioners to make the rules and uh kind of like a judge, you know. Yeah, uh, you commissioner you know, make, of how, how, what was that like? Uh, did you enjoy being in that position or did that, you like seeing from the other side? That was awesome. I had I, I had some I, it was it was a uh some big decisions on some things and then uh, I had to go to Nashville a lot and uh on the pros we mainly dealt with pro shows is what our what we did and bringing the ufc right we got a chance to bring bellator to the fedex form one time and did a big show here and then i got it we got it i got to work that and then bring in the ufc in nashville oh, so cool. i got to work that and that was uh, an awesome experience that is cool wow. yeah and and then i slowly noticed um where my passion was back with promotion and um i you know i kind of i kind of put my notice in to to get back in promoting mm-hmm. and you can't be the tennessee athletic commissioner and be a promoter mm-hmm. or have pro fighters in your school you know so um it's conflict of interest so mm-hmm. i bowed out and i put my resignation in so i could go back to having pro fighters in my school not just amateurs you know you can't have a Pro fighter and be on the Tennessee Athletic Commission. Okay, and then and then go back to maybe helping with the that the attitude. So that's what I did, and then then that led up to being at the FedEx Forum, man, and that was wow, what a blessing. So we we did we were at the Agri Center, and then we got uh, five shows at the Agri Center and four shows at the FedEx Forum twenty nineteen. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That is awesome. Well, that and that goes into what you you know. I'm, that's I was I loved hearing that story because when when we got together, uh, you know, you just kind of reminded me of the magic that could be when you when you just go after something. If, if there's a vision that you have, you know, about trying to create something big, you know, you kind of explained it with the with attitude MMA about like you start small and the next thing you know, it's if you're able to make it something big. Man, so. you, you know, it started as a fight night. Yeah, and then we had some shows at the Navy base. I hadn't told you that, and then we had some shows uh, at this at this little country place called Neon. No, not Neon Moon. Uh, Electric Cowboy. Oh yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, Hoist Gracie's son made his MMA debut on our show. Uh, really, Connery. And then we had a sh- a shows at the Agri Center, which was great. I mean, we we really found a home there. But then we had an opportunity to go to the FedEx Forum. That was a. Uh, that was really neat because that was going to a big venue, and it wasn't talking about us. And we didn't have the shows where they have where the UFC would be, where they actually the Grizzlies and the Tigers play. It was the the front entrance of it, which was big, but and super nice. But it was like, man, when we get to have it there and do several shows, which is what we did. And the very first one, I'm sitting there, and they were going to give us the advertising that they did. When you're put, when I sat down and I had to really digest. What you were just kind of talking about a minute ago is like um, about leading up to what I'm about to say is that when I saw uh, our names mixed and what was coming up, the the events coming up the FedEx Forum with the grit, um, all their advertising, the Grizzlies, Kiss, Justin Timberlake, you know, uh, Kiss. Yeah. Uh, and like to have your name mixed in with they had yeah. the name that you had had mixed mixed in with that you know yeah it was over and over Elton John that was one of the names wow. and I just had to sit down and watch it going over Attitude MMA fights yeah and there there was an I think it, there was another name maybe Mariah Carey or or something else like that but it just, I was big. like man this was awesome and then they one time I was sitting there watching a Grizzly game on ESPN and our commercial come up. I didn't even know we were going to get that plug. Really? Yeah, and they just threw that in. I was like, surprise. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a great opportunity and that's and the pros really enjoyed it and then uh we brought a an MMA show for kids that's sanctioned called the USFL for we were bringing them to the state. There's a lot of rules and the kids come from all over the country and it's called the USFL and what they have to go for? uh United States Fight League for kids, cool. and they got to go through the commission board and, and everything else, and it's nicely done. So that's cool. Yeah, wow. And Man. the next show is July twenty fourth, and we're back at the Agri Center. July twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Let's go. Yeah, let's and go. in September. So we're back at the Agri Center, and we're real excited. We, we got some big news coming with some things Sweet. Uh, for both of these two. So we're starting back promoting. That's exciting, and I, I'm just grateful, and I'm excited for this journey that we're going to go on. You know, we're, we're doing a podcast. We're starting out with just yeah. nothing, just trying to talk. We're just hoping – I'm hoping that we can get something of just good knowledge, uh, wisdom, of connection, and, and camaraderie in a sport that is um, a great representation of, you know, of life itself and learning and, and the struggle and all of that, you know? Yeah, the the, the whole promotion is not a, it's about all our gyms surrounding schools. Not really, we call them a gym. I, some people call them gyms. I call them schools because mm-hmm. they're special places for people to learn martial arts and to showcase their fighters at our show. And it, the show is not just about uh, chill cut, it's about and to tell people uh, about their school, mm-hmm. where they train. It, it just makes the whole martial arts. Uh, industry bigger yeah 
to, and it's it, and it helps everybody. So we we give plugs to other schools in in our surrounding area, and, and now our promotion has gotten where we're getting fighters from all over all over the country now. So and if you know we're doing them um, mainly right here in Memphis, but we did a show in Mississippi a couple years ago. And who knows where, you know, the show may go to another state. We don't know, but yeah. whatever God's got planned. But we, you know, we we, we like to uh, the pray, and we like to give our national anthem, and we run a, a safe. Everything's, you know, you know, got to go by the rules. Coordinated. Yeah, and, um, you know, and to, to give credit where credit's due and and have a, a safe, organized uh, promotion and uh, and run it smoothly. You've had well. You've had an amazing career in the martial arts just arena overall. So it's exciting, and I, I love getting the chance to talk to you. Um, we're trying to get it to where you're able to co-host. You know, it, we're trying to make sure that you're able to get on the shows that you want to get on. Like, yeah. If we get good interviews with people, I'm just so grateful for anybody we can talk to. Um, I'm hoping that you and I can co-host a few of them with, with some of the people, and then other ones. You know, and just run around and learn as much as I can. So when I come to you, and I told you, I told you when we started, you know, I'm the learner and you're the teacher. It's kind of that relationship yeah. of like me admitting I don't know nothing. I'm starting over in life right now. I'm at a spot to where I'm just happy to be here. So. Amen. 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 Well, hey, look, um, you know, um, if there's if there's somebody, you know, don't have to be a martial artist, black belt. It could be somebody that you that you want to have on the show. It's making moves. Mm -hmm. Could be uh, that's what we talk. Yes. Something in the music industry or you loved the making moves concept of like the the name making moves. It was like you, you liked it as like a martial arts thing. It's like that's what you're going through. That's that's. That's the development part is making moves to mm-hmm. learn how the move is done. Mm-hmm. You can successfully ex- execute something to defend yourself. And I was like, yeah, it's also it can also be just, you know, m- being productive and making deals and and, and doing and, and reaching a goal that you didn't realize you could, you know, mm-hmm. get that spirit going. So yeah. <laughs> it's about to, we're about to get that warm weather. It's going to be fun. We're about to get back out here and make some moves, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We could have, you know, somebody that's a professional of something within their company that that's in town or a doctor or something. And and some of these people may do martial arts on the side, too. But, you know, we can highlight them in music. I love music and maybe a pastor. It may be uh, that's doing something in our community to help the community and, and broaden horizons for the Lord or also not only to broaden the martial arts, but it may be, you know, you're going to bring a Starbucks, too, when we do this thing That's next right. time. That's right. <laughs> or it may be something, you know, uh, that you may come up with, you know, something for one of a sponsor mm-hmm. that we highlight, talking about one of the shows, too. Who knows? This this thing is exciting. I'm excited about it and uh, look forward to doing the, the next one and who we might have on, on the show. So thanks yeah. so much for doing this. Well, thank and, you, Coach um, Chad. And, and I'll um, see we'll do it again soon. We'll do it again soon. All right, thanks, y'all.